like this is Dude to Bet Sports. Dude to Bet Sports, it's your favorite show. Dude to Bet Sports, where degenerates go. Dude to Bet Sports, time to change your approach with Aaron Holderman and his father, the coach. Let's ride. Well, the Associated Press is full of shit. Hey, everybody, what's going on? Welcome back to the Dude to Bet Sports show. It is one of our favorite shows of the year, Papa Dude. It is Arkansas Derby weekend. That's right. We've been covering Oakland all meet long, but the big one is coming up. I, I'm pumped. I'm not going to be there, obviously. I'm in New York, but uh, I'm still pretty pumped. What's your excitement level for it? Well, I don't think I'm pumped. I didn't think it draw, drew such a great field. Uh but if you don't have Forte in it, I don't know whether you have a good field right now, to be honest. Yeah. Um, I don't, it seems to me like it hasn't been real good the last couple of years at Oakland. Uh, but it's still the Arkansas Derby, and it still will pack them in like crazy, like it always does. I think the weather is finally going to be decent for them on a big day, which they really need. I definitely will be watching uh sandy and i haven't 100 ruled it out yet mm-hmm. that we're not going but i don't think we're going to because i think we're going to go down in a couple of weeks when the weather may be a little bit uh more sure you know mm-hmm. for the apple blossom which is in a couple of weeks so anyway i definitely will be watching and it is a good race it's going to be a good race i think yep we're going to cover it all today on the show and then we are also going to cover uh the final four give quick picks for that as well so we've got a lot going on jason asks how's the weather in upstate new york he hates living in new york sometimes i've been worse uh jason it's not too bad it's i think it was 30 something today when i went outside so it's not too bad that's that's okay no big deal come on jason toughen up no it's listen in the winter it gets terribly cold here all right Let's get to it, Papa Dude. Let's just go right into it. You ready? I'm ready. All right. I'll put it up on the screen now. We're going to start with Friday. So we're going to work our way to the Arkansas Derby. But you wanted to talk about this race on Friday. It's going to be crazy. Uh, The Matron Stakes on Friday. It's going to be race nine on the card going six furlongs for the Phillies and Mares. A field of seven, $250,000 purse. It's the return of Matarea and the return of Wicked Halo. I'm guessing that's why you wanted to talk about this race. This is a good one to kick it off. You better believe it. That's why, yeah, these are two horses that uh, have been off for a while. It's going to be very interesting to see how they uh, come back after good years uh, last year. So I think this is two really good horses that they've got coming in for this one. Mm -hmm. This is a new stakes, isn't it? I don't remember this one. Uh, it's one of the newer ones they've done when they've changed the schedule. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. I think this shapes up as a really good one. Uh, you've got Wicked Halo, who had won four in a row going into the Breeders' Cup, ran well, finished third, been off since. And then you got Mataria, who had won three in a row and finished uh, third in a grade one at Saratoga last August and has been off since. Uh has there been an injury involved with her? Yeah, it seems like she had a little bit of an issue after that race at Saratoga. Had okay. to take some time off. Been working okay, though, down at Fairgrounds yeah. leading up to this one. Sure has. So this this are, this is two really good horses going at it. I think this is going to be a great one to watch. Mm-hmm. And then you got a local favorite there in the three, Pretty Birdie, who's ran well at Oakland. 
So I'm going to go ahead and go with the Asmussen horse because we're not sure about the other one and the injury. But I think this is shaping up as a really good race between those two. I do too. I think it's a two-horse race between Matarea and Wicked Halo. Uh, I went the other way. I went the Brad Cox runner, Matarea. I think her best race is a little bit better than Wicked Halo. You see three races back, she was able to beat Wicked Halo pretty easily there at Churchill Downs. She romped at Belmont, and then all of a sudden just didn't show up at the greatest race at Saratoga that day, had to have time off after that, which kind of tells me something went a little bit wrong in that race. So Matarea for me on top, I have a lot of respect for Wicked Halo. You know, this is a horse that two back in the Raven run ran so good that they put her in the Breeders' Cup. They didn't feel like they had a choice. They just said, hey, we got to put her in there. And she ran really well, got third, only beaten uh, three and a half. And that was coming off two weeks. I mean, just a two-week break. Yep. Right? And ran third to two really good horses. So, Yeah, I've been on her bandwagon almost every time she started – uh, I did not play her in the Breeders' Cup that day, but the races before, uh, I, I was all over. I'm just going to go 2-6 as far as the pick fours and pick fives and move on. Um, but I do favor Matarea on top just a bit in this spot. But to me, it's a two-horse race. I mean, Pretty Birdie lost last time out to Yagiri. It was a sloppy track. Maybe she bounces back and runs better on a fast track. I just don't think she's quite as good as these two runners. Do you? No, no, no. She's not been in the class that these two have been in, mm-hmm. uh, but, but I do like her a lot, but yeah. I don't think she can, I don't think she can beat either one of them if they're in form and ready to go. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, you look at Asmussen off this kind of layoff hits at 20% Cox hits at 27%. So you don't really worry about layoffs when it's come to those two trainers. They usually right. have them ready to go. Uh, so, I, you know, I'm not too concerned about them showing up and running a clunker of a race. I think, no. They'll be ready. I, I guess my – did my internet fade out at it for a second there? It, it has a couple of times, yes. <laughs> well, it's it's odd. Jason is right. He said the key to good internet uh, up or around there, around here, is to feed the Hanser some caffeine right before you go on. <laughs> then he keeps the wheel going at a good pace. It's interesting. We have the best internet they offer at the house now after last year's debacle. <laughs> and usually it's fine, but there are moments it'll just drop completely so yeah. i don't know but hopefully we we stay stay strong all right so you're going six i'm going to let's go to the next one i i i think this is where we really get into some debates where you could go a lot of different ways let's go to the fantasy one day later so this will be on the undercard of the arkansas derby of course uh, the final kentucky Oak prep race here at oakland park uh it's a grade three race going a mile and a 16th a purse of six hundred thousand for the phillies field of 10 You've got wet paint. She is the favorite. She's back after winning two in a row here at Oakland. Are you going to make it three in a row with wet paint, or are you going elsewhere? Well, I, I'm I'm going to stick with her. Uh, she proved a lot to me in the last race. The way she won that, uh, don't see any reason why she can't come back and do it again. I think it was on a sloppy track, though, right? Yep. So that's maybe some concern. You know, maybe these other horses will will. Uh, do better on a fast track, but I, I I just feel like she's she really looked good that day. Wasn't that high on her? I know you were, but I thought she looked fantastic uh, in winning that one. So I've got to stick with her uh, a lot. I do kind of like uh, the two horse. Uh, I think this horse is going to improve a little bit mm-hmm. from the Honeybee 
uh, where she uh, finished third to uh, wet paint, but it was on the slop. This is supposed to be a fast track on Saturday. I think the weather's going to be good. So this horse has the potential to maybe step up and get her. But I like wet paint, and I, there's, I, I don't know, there's a couple of other ones good. Uh, the tin horse ran really well mm -hmm. against wet paint, uh, and at 10 to 1, I think that's a horse you need to throw in there because Chris Hartman is running lights out at Oakland, and that horse ran really well in the honeybee. So that's another one you look at. I also kind of like the 8, Royal Spa, a little bit. And this is kind of dumb, but Lucas has got his horses running really, really well. Yeah. And take charge. Brianna was not bad uh, the last time out, finished second. So at 20 to 1, you might take a flyer on D. Wayne because, like I say, his horses are running really well right now. They are running exceptionally well, and her race last time out was pretty good. Uh, I was singled up to uh, effortlessly elegant in that spot, yeah. and, and Take Charge Brianna gave her a major scare in that race. Uh, didn't get the job done, was able to get second, though, only beating the neck. So at 20 to 1, there's worse horses you can play. I went with wet paint as well. Uh, I've been all over the last two races. Might as well do it one more time here. I think the, the key is going to be what does she look like on a dry, fast track? It's just something we haven't seen from her uh, in the last couple of starts here at Oakland. Um, and overall, we have not seen her on a dirt track that is not sloppy or at least wet. So that's going to be the big um, you know question mark coming into the race. However, there's a ton of speed signed on in here. I think she gets the pace set up. She's dominated over the sloppy track. I, I think she'll run well here. Flavian Pratt aboard again for the third straight time. Give me wet paint. Uh, I've been a broken record on this show ever since she came to Oakland. I'm with you. I think the, the, the horse I'm worried about is the number two grand love uh, for Aspuson. And it was the horse that I was worried about the last time these two matched up. The difference for me is grand love coming in off of a layoff in that last race in the honeybee where wet paint had been running, obviously, um, you know, finished third beaten, you know, three and three quarters. That track, Shotty can tell you, she was standing right there with me. It was just a mess. She may have just needed that one in general, and then the track's wet, and it was just really tough to fire off of a long layoff. Now you're second off the layoff. You're getting Tyler Gaffleone aboard. I think that's Aspuson's number one go-to guy right now, so I kind of like that as well. There's a lot of speed, but she's drawn inside of all of it, so I think the number two grand love can get to the front. She may get pressed, but I do think she'll have that lead, and that's when they're going to have to come get. So I do like Grand Love in second. Um, you know, you, there's a lot of different ways you could go for third. I would try to get a price involved. I know you mentioned the eight or the ten. I would kind of lean more towards your five and trying to get Take Charge Brianna yeah. in that third spot just to kind of juice this thing up. Uh, I, I don't hate it. Um, you know she's going to come running. There is a lot of speed. Like I said, a lot of it could fall apart. She might pick up uh, a few of the pieces. We're pretty similar in this one. I think it's hard to go against wet paint in this spot until you see her lose. Yep. You know, sometimes with the horses, you just keep on them until they get beat. Yep. You know, mm -hmm. sometimes when you're betting sports teams, you go too far and, and you get, you fall in love and, and you can't fall in love with a horse either. But when you see them and they're running really good and there's really not anything in here that's better than that horse, you know? There's not a dominant horse in there that can, it's any better than her. You just stick with her. 
Yeah. So she shows you otherwise. And I think you can do that in horse racing. So. Yep. No, I, 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 we do it in, in both horse racing and sports, like you said, and sometimes you ride them and then they, they kind of buck you off. But you know, the way to look at it is if you cash on wet paint two back and you cashed on her last time, if she beats you this time or you lose with her, well, you've cashed on her two out of three. You, you're, yeah. you're positive on that horse. So that's how I always look at it. And it could, could get beat. Maybe a fast track. She's just not as good. We'll see. But I, I still think she's going to run pretty well. Um, you know, the good ones can run on about anything. And listen, three starts on the dirt, three wins. I think she makes it four. All right, let's go to the main now, event. Do you, you, think, you think she's going to go down any on the odds? I think she'll stay around eight to five, don't you? I do too because it's a large field. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And with it being a large field, you see that. You see those odds kind of hold because there's a lot of different options. And there's, listen, there's options that make sense on this. Mm -hmm. You know, when it comes to this race, if you want to go against her, you know, you can make some cases for some horses. So, uh, yeah, I think you'll get about eight to five, maybe maybe down to six to five, something like that. But I don't think she's below even money in this spot. So, all right, main event, let's do it. Are you ready? Yeah. All right, Arkansas Derby going to be race 12 on the card Saturday at Oakland. We're going a mile and an eighth, $1,250,000, of course, for the three-year-olds. Grade one race, a major, uh, the last major prep at Oakland for the Kentucky Derby. We've got a field that lacks a superstar. I, I, I agree with you, what you said at the beginning of the show, but it is a solid field of 11. I think it's a decent betting race. All right, where, where are you going? Who's your top pick in the Arkansas Derby? Well, I think it's a fantastic betting race. Mm -hmm. I really do because you look, I don't see the favorite at five to two going down. Much at all, so you're in a, you're in a a race with a full field, and your favorite's only five to two, and there's lots of other options you can go with to try to beat the favorite. Because I don't think this is a solid favorite. I I don't, mm -hmm. and I I um, I think I would like to beat the. I think I'm going to go against the favorite, uh, but I'm going to throw the favorite in. You got to throw the, the horse in your your your. Uh, whatever it is, your pick threes, pick fours, all of that, you got to keep the eight reincarnate in there. So you got to start with that horse. Um, didn't run very well in the Rebel. It was okay. Uh, wasn't awful. Was the wet track a problem? You know, you were there. Uh, I don't think it got a very good trip, right? Didn't it get shuffled back early and, yep. and fell way behind and had to come go running? Yep. Uh, what was your impression of the horse seeing it in person? Oh, he's a beautiful horse, and and he's he's quite the looker, and he's built to the moon. I mean, he is a he's a big, yeah, bulky type of horse. Uh, the problem is he he had a poor trip, but he himself caused a lot of it. He didn't get out of the gate, and he didn't really get pinched. He just didn't come out of the gate. So right. I, I think the key. To this one is if he gets out in front, he's going to be a little bit tougher to beat this time around, yeah. obviously. Um, and he also showed in that last race, okay, I can fire on a sloppy track. And if I'm 11 links behind at the first call, I'll still at least make a run. He got up yeah. for third. He ran really well. I couldn't wrap my head, head around picking him, picking him as the favorite in this race. That's where right. I, I'm at with him. Yeah, and, you know, obviously it's a Baffert horse. We just don't know what these, you know, 
how this trainer switch and all this stuff is affecting this whole deal. So it's hard to back him. Mm-hmm. Uh, when there's others you might look at, and then you got to decide which which way you want to go. I like the six a lot. Um, he's a Pennsylvania bred, so that's iffy. Uh, won the Risen Star uh, last time out. It's been running pretty well. Um, not getting much love, I don't think. Uh, raced five times, won three. Got Cox, got Pratt. There's not a lot of negatives in that. And at nine to two, mm-hmm. uh, I can see that one maybe going down to four to one, maybe seven to two, something like that. I think it's going to take some money. Uh, so I kind of like that horse. Um, our old favorite, number 10. Uh, is the race going to shape up to where the horse makes the run? Mm-hmm. We know the horse is going to do it. I did hear Asmussen after the Red Route One's last race say, we're going to have to see if we can get him up towards the front a little closer than where we've been because you and I have watched this horse. He's been too far back to make the run to actually catch the leaders. If they can get him up a little farther and then makes his run, this horse is really dangerous in this race, I think. This could be the one. He could do it, and he's at 3-1, to one, which I think that's too low. I don't think he should be 3-1. to one. Do you? No, I don't. I, I, I think the price is a little bit low. Uh, yeah. You mentioned the two horses I really like the most. I, 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 <laughs> I really didn't think I'd do it. I, I think – it's really important. I've learned this over the years. Each race is its own thing. Don't take what happened two, three races ago and, ha- and form an opinion on a horse and then never look at them because every race presents a different kind of puzzle and a different kind of race shape. I went number 10 red route one on top. And Did you? I, yeah. I don't feel great about it, but I feel good about my reasonings. So I do think there's going to be pace. In this race, I right. think they've entered the three to kind of speed up the race. The four can really go to Eagles River. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, reincarnate can run early. Rocket can will be around early. So I think there's going to be enough pace. So I like that. My biggest thing is he gets Tyler Gaffleyone back aboard today. And I think that's going to make a huge difference. I want everybody to go back and watch his race in the Kentucky Jockey Club where he sat two links behind the front runner. And at no point in the race was he more than three lengths behind. He turns for home. He's in a freaking cluster. He gets stopped three or four times and he ends up finishing fourth. And I think everybody was like, well, they just got to take him back. and They got to make one run. No, if he would have gotten clear, he would have won that race. There's no doubt. He was surging late. I think he's brought Tyler back and I think they're just going to tell him, sit mid pack with him. Get I him think in so. that position. And you know what? I think he will fire just as big if you do that i'm just counting on him to kind of change the tactics and get the job done here they're also going to add blinkers to the horse yeah i don't know if that's going to help or hurt i think blinkers are kind of an overrated thing one way or the other uh, when it comes to changing and and a horse improving or declining or whatever i just really like that tyler gaffleone's here i think he's the number one jock for asmussen i think he's going to ride him like he rode in the kentucky jockey club and we'll fall where we fall. The other problem 
it's like these last two races have really kind of been outliers for what he had been doing anyway. I mean, he's 19 behind. Like that's that's crazy. That's awesome. So I, I I really like him. I really like him in this spot. I also like six Angel of Empire. I think he might be the safer of the two plays. You know he can win. You've seen him win races. Yeah. And that's big. I agree. I, I, I'm totally with you. I don't like reincarnate as the favorite. I just don't. I, I, I don't know. I just don't have any confidence in, in that horse. And I have just not seen him do much. I know he has talent. Uh, I just, I, in the interview I saw with Asmussen after Red Route One's last race, the first thing he said was, we got to get him up closer to the front. Yeah. So obviously that is what they're going to do. Now, is the horse capable of doing that? Well, he was in the Kentucky Jockeys Club. Mm-hmm. Why isn't he this time? Why can't he? So I think they're going to set him back five, six off the pace and where he's comfortable and then rock and roll. And if they get that trip, I totally agree with you. I think he's got a big chance to win this one. Well, here, to me, this is the biggest race of his career because yeah. – I think it's very obvious that's what they're going to try to do. And maybe he won't do it. And yeah. That's whatever. But if, and I said this about Tappet Trice too, they're going to have to, in the in the bluegrass sitting closer, you know, if the horses like Red Route 1 or Tappet Trice can sit mid-pack instead of sitting six behind the second to last place horse and still make that kind of move, all of a sudden they become a contender to win the big one, right? Yeah. Yeah. Instead of just, well, this is an underneath horse and that's all it'll ever be. I really believe this is a monster race for Red Route 1. And I think if he can sit a little closer and fire like that, he all of a sudden becomes a contender. But it's a big if. Yeah. And he's got to go out there and do it. And that's why I say this is a really important race for him. Yeah, and it makes this race extremely jockey. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, so you're, yep. cut, you're cutting out. So if I stepped on you there, that's what happened. You're all right. I'm, I'm going to switch internet. My phone is spotty. So um, give us, do you have a long shot that you like in this race? Uh, well, a, a horse that's run extremely well down there is uh, the four, Two Eagles River. I think it's a little outclassed. In this, but the horses ran really well at Oakland and other places as well. So that might be one that could come in and steal it, you know, because I don't think this field is just fantastic at all. So, yeah, that would be one. Okay, there you go. And then uh, I don't know whether you heard me, but I I was talking about Two Eagles River. Mm -hmm. You know, I think that's a horse that could come in and and maybe steal it. I heard Dean Wayne talking about Bourbon Bash. I didn't like what he said. So <laughs> he threw him in there because he's got to have somebody in the Arkansas Derby. But he said uh, he's really going to have to improve a lot. And this was last Saturday. He said that. So <laughs> uh, I, I, I think you better stay away from that one. Uh, but that was – I would go with Two Eagles River if I was going to pick a long shot. You got you I, got anything you like better? I agree. I agree with Two Eagles River. I was going to make a case for him. I'm glad you brought him up. Um, I I think 
he's just a horse that has been running against really good ones all year long. He loses sometimes. He wins sometimes, right? Mm -hmm. Yep. He beat Disarm by four links last time out. Disarm comes back and runs second. I think he makes a ton of sense. I I think two Eagles regular 10 to one. Don't you think you'll get every bit of 10 to one on him? Oh, there's no doubt. No question. Yeah. He's a local horse, you know, not, he hadn't shipped in from anywhere. And, you know, the connections are solid as they can be. Hartman's a really good trainer, but he doesn't win Arkansas derbies. Mm -hmm. So I think he's going to stay at 10 to one. I think if that was an Asmussen horse, he would not be 10 to one. Yeah. I mean, you look at it. I think distance is a question mark for him. You know, they've been sprinting him and they stretched him out to a mile, but he ran a mile twice. He did kind of get smoked by verifying and gun pilot, but he did turn around and run a really good race. My thing with him is he's going to play a big part in the race one way or the other, right? Because he's going to be on the pace. Yeah. And that's going to be a big factor. And you've got Aspuson, I think, has entered the three to be on the lead as well. That could really soften it up for these horses we're talking about, like the six and like mm-hmm. uh, and like the 10, right? Yeah. Yeah. What about Diodoro? He's having a great meet. He, he is. Claimed, claimed a horse two races back and then won a allowance with him last time out, beating Shopper's Revenge. I'm talking right. about the number five airtime. Shopper's Revenge was okay in Louisiana. What do you think about him? <laughs> I tell you, if you're betting against Diodoro down there right now, you're taking a chance. I mean, this guy has been phenomenal the entire meet. But – Again, I'm going to fall back on something. He doesn't win Arkansas derbies. You know, they, he just – and it's not because he's not a good trainer. For some reason, he's just doesn't get that great horse, you know. Mm-hmm. But in a race like this where I don't think there's anything that's exceptional, he could do it. You know, he's another one at 15 to 1. You could You could bet worse, that's for sure. I would yep. definitely take him at 15 to one over Bourbon Bash at 15 to one. A hundred percent. And yeah, you got two horses there at the same price. Bourbon Bash is not one I would be interested in at, at 30 no. to one. Even. No, no. Uh, we, we One horse that uh, will take a lot of money. We haven't talked about him yet. And that's the number seven rocket no. cam who's running away from Forte. And I don't blame him at Gulfstream park and, and taking a shot here at Oakland. This horse won the Holy bull two races yep. back was second to the previously mentioned Forte last time out. What do you think about Rocket Can coming in here? Bill Mott has brought horses here in the past and done okay with them. Yeah. What do you think about him? Uh, yeah, he's one that we probably should mention for sure. I yeah. mean, the horses ran well. Obviously, Bill Mott is not stupid, and he saw his horse get beat by four links by Forte in the Fountain of Youth, which – Probably every horse in this field would get beat by four links to Forte at this time from what we've seen. So he said, well, let's just ship him over here to to a race that's the purse is $1,250,000. It's not an overpowering field, and we can win this thing. And so he does legitimately have a shot. So he's another one that you've got to consider in your exotics, I mean, you, in your multis, you just have to throw him in there. Great trainer, yep. you know, knows what he's doing. And, yeah, I I think I would definitely have to put him in there. To me, I like him better than Reincarnate. That may be something stupid to say, but I, I, I really do. 
I, I agree. I, I like reincarnate, or I like him better than reincarnate as well. I, as this has gotten closer, reincarnate's gone down the list for me. I just don't feel like he's he's going to be good enough. Um, Rocket can. It's interesting. He lost to disarm on debut. He lost to instant coffee next time out. He then won, and then he lost to confidence game. Of course, the winner of the rebel. He then won, and then he lost to Forte. He's kept great company. Maybe yes, he has the best company out of all of these, right? Yeah. So yeah, uh, yeah. He's somebody you really got to look at. And you know what? This is a race too, where we're making our picks today. Mm -hmm. Okay, and we're making them for the 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 Bible or what? What's it called now? The racing Bible? What's it? The betting Bible. Yeah. The betting Bible for the, for the Florida uh, uh, race card at Gulfstream and this race. We're picking it now, but this is a race that come race time, when it actually goes off, we could change our minds real easy on a race like this, you know, because we're going to dive into it maybe just even deeper than what we are. And, uh, you know, you start looking, a and there might be something that you find that you overlooked that changes your mind because this one is so close. Yeah, I, I think – more than anything, just how the race is bet will will determine some things, um, mm -hmm. because you do have uh, some horses you're close with, and it's like, what if you get here to post time and Red Route One's nine to five? Like, I, it's not. No. I can't do that. Right? Absolutely not. So then you look at an Angel Empire or a Rocket Can. Um, I, you know, I guess to kind of to round it up here with reincarnate. I don't know what he is. I still don't have a read on him. Um, right. You don't see a Baffert horse win at 16 to one very often. So it kind of tells you uh, they didn't think much about that horse. Right. No, I agree. And then he came over here and you would love to have seen him get a normal trip and seen what he would have done because he leaves that mystique of, well, it was a bad trip. And we, we just don't know about right. him up to this And point. like you said, he caused a lot of it himself. Mm -hmm. Well, he may do that again. Now, if yeah. I'm not mistaken, the race he won where he was 16 to one, wasn't that all Baffert horses? Pretty much. I think there was one, maybe one that wasn't. Yeah. Well, I don't know what that means either. I don't either. You know, mm -hmm. That's another thing. I'm going to make a dumb statement here probably, but I can pretty much assure you this. I think the, our top four are the six, seven, eight, and 10. I think pretty much, right? Mm-hmm. They are not going to finish those four. There's going to be somebody that's going to get in there besides those four. So you got to decide which one of those four you want to throw out and who do you want to throw in there with a price. Yeah. And if you can do that and if you can hit it, you're going to have a very good payout. Yeah, without any doubt. And Curtis says he feels confident Red Rat 1 will get second or third. And I I think that's a smart I statement. do too. He, if you're saying who is the horse that is likely to hit the board, it's him. I think so. Yeah. I, I've never played him to win a race in his life. And <laughs> I, I haven't. Not one race. I went back and I looked at, you know, picks and, and I've never played him to win ever. But I just feel like it's now or never. Like this is it for him at this level I'm talking about. Yeah. Everything should set up. They're trying all kinds of things to get him to improve. He's been right there with chances. Third off the layoff. I mean, everything is there for him to do it. 
The key yeah, is if is he, he loses, good? I'll never play him on top of you. <laughs> <laughs> the key is is he good enough? That's the thing. We're gonna I, find I, out. I don't think he's good enough to be good, like really good horses. I think he's good enough to catch reincarnate. Yeah. I think he's good enough to catch Rocket King. You know, can he outkick Angel of Empire? I think he is good enough to do that. So that's what I'm going to try. And yeah, Curtis, this is probably the best way to do it. Key the 10 in a try. Throw in some long shots around him and just make it to where, hey, if he hits the board, I've got a shot uh, to cash this ticket. And that probably is the smartest way to play it. Because the one thing about him, and I've said it from the start, you know what you're getting out of him. And you know what you're getting out of him coming into this. But I just think he is, he's probably one of those horses where every time a horse beats him just because he gets himself in trouble. But I just I know the trainer. I know what he's trying to do. And I know he's doing everything he can to prevent another looking at Lee. But he might just be another looking at Lee. Yeah, we're going to find out. Yeah. yeah. Out of that 10, 6, 7, and 8, I think if I was going to eliminate one of them, I'd throw the 8 out. <laughs> I, I really don't have any confidence in that 8 horse. I'm with you. I'm going to – and I, end of the day, I, I think, yeah, you get you get a two Eagles Rivers uh, – uh, two Eagles River involved, and, and you throw out the favorite. I'm with yeah. you. I, I think uh, – or, you know, if you think a Harlow cap is going to get there and hold on, you know, yeah. I, I think that's where you go. I, I just think it, it's a situation where the eight reincarnate can win. I'm not going to be shocked if he wins at all. It might just be a situation where he's a little bit too low of a price to kind of really rely on him in this spot. Yeah. But I also think the 10 too low. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Gabe says, how much does the outside post matter going two turns at Oakland? It is a fairly long run into the first turn when they go a mile and an eighth. Oh, it's uh, a long when, way. When it's a, when it's a mile 16th or a mile, it's a little bit shorter run, but the mile and an eighth, they start it way. So, so Oakland, just to be clear, it's a one mile around perfect one mile around the track. So it's way backed up for a mile and an eighth. You're starting almost at the top of the stretch. So they're going to run most of the stretch before they get to that turn. So yeah. if you get hung wide in this race, you're either extremely lucky or you just have a bad jockey. <laughs> yeah. 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 If you go back and watch a lot of replays of Oakland at Oakland at, at uh, distances, you'll notice those outside horses cut in very, very quickly. At Oakland, I've noticed that a lot where they try to get in. They do everywhere, but they really go to extremes at Oakland trying to yeah. get because it is a long haul on that uh, before they reach the first turn. Yep. Yep. Uh, a mile race, uh, a race going a mile at Oakland, it's tough. That comes up on you real quick. And you can just do the math mile start, mile 16th, mile and an eighth, and just keep going backwards. So, um, yeah, I. I don't know. I, I don't think it'll be a huge factor um, where you've drawn. I really don't. I, I think it's going to be, especially with like a red route one type, probably just going to have to drop back anyway. Not hopefully not last, but you're going to be mid pack. You shouldn't get hung 
just real wide. So, all right. Any final thoughts? I, I will say this though, Aaron, uh, they interviewed D Wayne on Saturday. He did say that they were asking, does it bother you where you get put, uh, where you, where you draw, what post yeah. you draw here at Oakland. And he said, I don't want to be outside. He did say that. Hmm. But I, I think he was mentioning more the 11 and the 12 slot than yeah. he was the 10. But at the same time, you know, that might be a little bit of a factor, but I don't think it is for this horse because it's kind of the way he runs anyway, you know? Yep. No, I agree. I I, I think uh, obviously, ideally, you don't ever want to really be outside going a route. No. no. Um, but said, it's a shorter run for Forte from the 11 hole in the, in the Florida Derby than it is here at Oakland. Yes. So that's, yes. that's the quote unquote good news. It's still going to be a great, great race. It should be really good. I, I I I I have hopes that somebody runs really strongly and comes out of this and is a big time, you know, contender. Um, yeah. But we've kind of seen races like this all year long, and we think that's out of it and is a big time contender. So we'll, we'll just have to see how it goes. I I, I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see how that works. All right. Final pick. You are going to go with who? Uh, I'm going with six. You're going to go six angel of empire. I am going to go number 10 red route one. All right, quickly. We're going to go now. We're going to do college basketball. We've been doing it all year long. It's time for the final games here. Florida Atlantic and San Diego state will kick us off on CBS five o'clock central time. Uh, San Diego state two and a half point favorite. Can they keep the train rolling or will Cinderella make it all the way to the national championship? Well, I think you can call either one of them a Cinderella, really. I mean, true. you know, I don't know that you can call a five seed a Cinderella, but they kind of are, you know, we've never been here. So uh, we were talking about it on the on the Daily Show. And this is dumb to say, but it's kind of anticlimactic to me. I, I'm just... I love the final four, but this one doesn't interest me much. Mm-hmm. And it's and it's no knock on these teams. It just doesn't it doesn't have the the star power. And I guess maybe we ought to just say good. It doesn't have the star power. Uh, I wish Florida Atlantic was playing Miami and San Diego State was playing UConn. I think I'd have more interest in, in the two Cinderellas playing each other. Yeah, you know, yeah, uh, because then you would be if you didn't care about Miami or Connecticut, you would be uh, rooting for the Cinderella's to, to beat those two teams. So I think most people think the national championship game is Miami and Connecticut. You know, I think most people feel like the winner of that game is going to win the national championship and, and probably will, but you better not overlook these other two teams. They're pretty darn good. Um, I think San Diego state, has had the tougher road to get to this spot than Florida Atlantic uh, has. When you look at Florida Atlantic, and I don't want to take anything away from them because, man, what they've done has been incredible. They drew Memphis off the bat, off the bat, and Memphis is a talented, talented team, but they're not disciplined, and you can beat them. 
in a close game, and that's exactly what they did. Then they got the break they needed in the second round. Instead of playing Purdue, they played Fairleigh Dickinson. Now, they may have beat Purdue anyway, but that's a pretty easy game to get to the Sweet 16, right? Mm -hmm. Now, the other break they got, they were in the weakest bracket. There is no question they were in the weakest bracket. So what did they do in the Sweet 16? They drew a very suspect number four in Tennessee. So, again, I'm not taking anything away from them. They still had to beat these teams, and they did. And then to go on, they had to beat a Kansas State team that traditionally is not in this spot. And I thought they kind of unraveled a little bit. K-State did. Kind of went to Noel exclusively way too much when they had other players. I thought they kind of disintegrated, and they beat them. So – They've had a little bit of a tougher spell. When they, when you look at San Diego State, they had to beat a 31-win team just to get to the next round. Then they had they got lucky when uh, Virginia got beat, and they played Furman, so that was their easy one. Then they knocked off the number one team in the country in Alabama. What am I getting at? I think they're more tested. I think they're more tested than Florida Atlantic. I love the way San Diego State plays. Man, they just they just suffocate you with their defense. They're very long. Um, they have just slowed down everybody. I think they're going to frustrate Florida Atlantic, and I think they're going to beat them. So I like San Diego State to cover the two and a half in this first. I, I'm with I'm with you. I think the defense has really been evident, and teams that shoot well, score a lot, they're not scoring on San Diego State, and. I think their size uh, out front is big. So I, I'm oh, with you. Huge. I like San Diego State in this game. I'm going to root for Florida Atlantic. Me too. I'd love to see Conference USA win all three tournaments. Be I think great. that'd be amazing. Charlotte won the CBI. You're going to have North Texas or UAB tonight winning the NIT. And then we'll see if Florida Atlantic can win the, the whole thing. That would be unbelievable. Yeah. But San Diego State, it's great for the little schools because the Mountain yeah. West uh, being represented in the national championship game is great for the little schools. And, of course, Conference USA would be fantastic. Oh, that's great. Well. Yeah. Do you know the other, the other game to get here for San Diego State that I didn't mention, they completely throttled a tremendous offensive team in Creighton. Yeah. Held them at 56 points. Yep. Creighton can light it up. Yep. And they stopped Alabama, too. So I just feel like their defense will be the difference. I agree. All right, let's go on to Miami and UConn. Miami's a team I just have not been able to get right the whole tournament. Uh, UConn, definitely a team that we've been on the right side of a lot. They are. They look really, really good. We talked a lot about how tough that West bracket was. UConn rolled through it. It wasn't any problem at all. Now they get Miami. Who do you like? Well, I thought the bracket Miami was in was very difficult, too. I mm-hmm. thought these two were far and away the toughest brackets. And I thought the committee really screwed up uh, stacking these two brackets. And the other two I didn't think were that strong. But anyway, uh, I thought Miami was underseated all, all the way through. They've been just as impressive as UConn. I mean, you know, they're not getting quite the attention that UConn is, and UConn deserves every bit of what they're getting. But Miami has disposed of Indiana. 
they beat the shit out of Houston. I mean, they just stomped them. Yep. And then they came back and they throttled a good Texas team, a really good Texas team. They're just as impressive as UConn. In my opinion, they're tough. They can shoot. If they're hitting that three balls, they're tough to beat. And they're nails and they know it. I think UConn may win it, but I'm going to take Miami in the points in that game. I think five and a half is too much. It might be a little too much. I'm going to go UConn, though. I, I think they're just a little bit better than Miami. But listen, I've thought that about Miami all tournament, and they just keep yeah. winning. They were really impressive. Uh, Texas, they they should be shot. They had that thing won, and they, they blew it. But listen, Miami's been beat a couple times in this tournament and have come back to win. So you do have to give them a little bit of credit as well. But I'm with you. I like to hurt, or I like, uh, I'm not with you. I like Connecticut here. I would lay the five and a half. I think they're going to beat them by a little bit more than that. But like I said, I've been wrong all all tournament on Miami. All right. Uh, you think Connecticut's still going to win, though, right? Yeah, I okay, do. So Connecticut, San Diego State, who you got? Uh, here's the thing. Sometimes you win that game. I'm talking about Connecticut or Miami, either one. Mm-hmm. Psychologically, you say, okay, we did it. That's the game we had to win. And you look at these other teams that you've never heard of much, and you don't play well in that next game. Yeah. And that would be the only thing, because I do think both of these teams are better than the other one. But when you play defense like San Diego State does, saying they win, mm-hmm. and and because I'm picking them, so I'm going to assume they win, you can stop anybody. And they have stopped Alabama, and they have stopped – Creighton, and those are two really good offensive teams. Why can't they stop these teams too? They can. So if one of these teams is not quite ready to play and they're psychologically not there because they think they're better than this team, they could get ambushed. But when you look at the talent and you look at everything else, the winner of the Miami-UConn game should win the national title. So if it is Connecticut, that's who I'm picking to win it all. Yeah, I'm going to go Connecticut as well. I, I think they're just a little bit better. I think San Diego State will be interesting, though. They've got size, and that's where Connecticut has really exposed people. Uh, but but San Diego State does have size. Maybe they can defend them. But, boy, end of the day, I just couldn't get over how impressive Connecticut looked in that regional. They Those two games, they dominated. They took an Arkansas team who was hot, and a lot of people thought could beat them. They killed them. And oh, then they, they took a Gonzaga team and people were like, yeah, this could be their year. They killed them. They did. They destroyed them. If they play that kind of basketball, it's over. So I'm going to go Connecticut. It's they, a hockey pick now, but I yeah. I can't go against them. They have been the most impressive. There's no doubt. I had them going to the uh, Sweet 16. Yeah. And I had them out that far. And I had Miami out that far. Yep. And they had the other two win in their first round game, and that was it. So yep. I was uh, our good friend Shadi. I don't know if she'd ever done a bracket before, mm-hmm. and she was sweating it out far longer than any of the rest of us. Where our brackets were already gone, and she, yep. I'm thinking, my God, Shadi, if you've got a couple of teams left as far as you were going through there, you've done extremely well. And she thought she was doing awful. Uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> Yeah, and she picked Farley uh, Fairley Dickinson to beat Purdue as well. So <laughs> <laughs> that's a pretty good pick. <laughs> um, Jason's got a thirty to one futures wager on the Huskies to win. So, but he hates so. them. <laughs> I know, but 
he might like them a little better at 30. He's going to like them a lot better if they pull this one off. Last time I saw they were, they're minus 120, I think, to win Is it. Is that right? At this point. Yeah. So that's that's a pretty good ticket to be holding right now for sure. Yeah, I wonder what San Diego State is. Uh, I'll tell you what. Uh, I'll look it up here. Let's see if I can do this real quick. Uh, here we go. Future way. Uh, let's see. Okay. Connecticut is minus 125. Okay. San Diego State is plus 390. Okay. Miami is plus 440. And Florida, Florida Atlantic is plus 550. Well, the reason why Miami's plus 440 is because everybody thinks UConn's going to beat them. Right. So you got to decide if you want to bet that and you don't want to bet UConn. Mm -hmm. Which one do you want? Miami at plus 440 or San Diego State at 395 or the other one? Yeah. <sighs> Another thing you can do if you are confident in San Diego State you can bet uh, specific finishes like Connecticut over San Diego State is two to one right now, plus 200. Oh, okay. So you could do something like that if you wanted to create some value around Connecticut or, you know, Connecticut over Florida Atlantic plus 300. Yeah. Um, so there are some different things you could do. You can also, you can take the whole field against Connecticut. So Connecticut minus 125, the field minus 105. Hmm. So if you're like, ah, somebody will beat them. Minus 105. So there's things you can do. There is. I, I'm not sure they're going to beat Miami. I think I'd take Miami at plus 440. I would, if you're going to take it, I would lean that one. Your ticket might be burnt in the first game, but you're getting you plus could. 440 on the second best team, probably. Yeah. I don't think I would throw a lot of money on UConn at minus 125. I just don't. Yeah, I, I I'm not that confident in in any of these teams. Yeah, you know, to get to get minus money. I agree. Um, NCAA Women's Basketball Championship, South okay. Carolina minus two ninety, so overwhelming yeah. favorite there. I get that one. But LSU plus six hundred, Iowa plus eight fifty, Virginia Tech plus nine hundred. Who's Carolina play first? Ah, uh, that's a good question. I have no idea. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you had it. No, I, I just had the odds here. Uh, I would say, I think Carolina, I don't know. Here, I'm looking it up here. The women's side, not something I'm overly excited about. It looks like LSU and Virginia Tech will play, and then Iowa and South Carolina will play, and that is tomorrow night. Okay. Yep. Uh, oh, it's tomorrow night. Yep. Okay. I would say. I think you, if you're going to pick a plus, you got to decide who's going to win the LSU Virginia Tech game. Yeah. Because I don't think I was good enough uh, to beat South Carolina. I would take LSU. I would too. I would, I would too. take LSU. Yeah. Uh, South Carolina, I just I couldn't lay two, minus two ninety. I would I would take. Well, LSU. no, it's not worth betting. I mean, that's yeah. They're the they're the UConn, you know, of what of right, right now. Yeah, they're almost a given. 
to win. Yeah. Because uh, they just are better than anyone else right now. So quickly, they are 36 and 0. So they'll mm-hmm. be 38 and 0 if they win it. Um, yeah. That's UConn like numbers. Pretty incredible. 32 and 2 LSU, 31 and 4 Virginia Tech, 30 and 6 Iowa, and then 36 and 0 South Carolina. So three, or excuse me, four 30 win teams. Yeah. That's the women's side of it is probably the bracket everyone should play because it's a little bit more predictable. It is. Yeah. The teams yeah. at the top are overwhelmingly better than the others. Yeah. For the yeah. most part. It is for sure. Yeah. And that's why you've got a one, a one, a two, and I think a three. What was Iowa? I can't remember. They're pretty uh, high up there. They're good. Oh, a two. So a one, a one, a two, and a three as far as They're the seedings go there. Where in the men's, you've got a nine, a five, a five, and a four. Exactly. <laughs> so it's exactly. pretty wild. <laughs> yeah. Who was the, which one of them was the three? Uh, the three is LSU. So LSU, that's right. And they're not a three. So somebody, they, yeah, I mean, you talk about seedings. LSU went 32 and two. They play in the SEC and they're a three. Yeah, they should have been a two. So that's or a one. Yeah. Yeah. But what was the knock on them? That means their two losses were against South Carolina, probably. Uh, let's see. The two losses for LSU. Uh, again, I have no idea. They Why lost to South Carolina and they lost to Tennessee. Well, Tennessee is usually pretty good too. So <laughs> they lost to Tennessee by two points. Tennessee went 23 and 10 this year and they got smoked by South Carolina. So I'd hate to have a three seed be 32 and two. I play in the SEC. That's pretty wild. Yeah, there's some of the seating doesn't make a whole lot of sense. No, it doesn't. All right, though, that's it. All right, we've got um, we've got Blinkers off coming on in 33 minutes. So okay, Blinkers off going to be next. Of course, Florida Derby will be the main focus there. We'll talk Arkansas as well, though. Um, yeah, we'll see. It's going to be fun. We're going to talk the Oaks races as well. Kind of give a rundown of what's going on. Normal bleakers off stuff. So uh, that would be 2.30 Eastern, 1.30 Central coming up. Blinkers off. So make sure to tune in to that. And then once that's over, then you go to Magic Mike. So there's still a lot coming up today. Uh, yeah, hopefully, uh, yeah, I, the hamster is uh, working. Because uh, <laughs> this was so um, funny. Was it better when this- I switched to my phone? It was better. You, you cut out once or twice, uh, but not 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 bad. Um, is this the first derby you've missed in a while? No, no, I've missed uh, missed COVID year. Well, nobody um, could go then, could they? No, uh, that doesn't count. <laughs> let's see, two thousand twenty-one. I was there. Twenty-two. Yeah, I guess it would be the first one in a, quite a while. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, I've got, of course, I'm getting old, and that's part of it. But uh, Derby Day is just too long for me. Yeah. Yeah. It just is. But that's that's old age. It's it's a lot of standing, and it just seems like, but of course, they got so many more minutes between races, too, yeah. than normal. Yeah. It's a long time between the race before the Derby and the Derby. It's usually what forty five minutes. Yeah, it is, and it it's it is a longer day for sure, and it, it you do stand a lot on those days at Oakland for sure. But mm-hmm. 
you know, they're trying to get all the all the weight. Oh, I, I'm not knocking it. I'm just saying it's for for an older guy like me. It's got to make a five hour trip anyway. Yeah. Uh, it's just gotten to where I'm. I'm just wiped out after that day, and I'm in pretty good shape. So it yeah. still bothers me to. Uh, I don't care to miss it. Like I mean, used to I would not miss it for anything. Mm-hmm. But, well, it, it's uh, you know I would be there, but I'm here. So oh, uh, Jason says neighbors need to stay offline. I think that's what it is because when we do the morning show, I don't have any trouble. So I don't know if people are online right now. I don't know. It's weird. It could be. It's also um, they had a believe it or not. I'll finish with this. Yeah. They had an active shooter scare at the school here today. Oh, they um, did. It turned out to be a, a uh, what would you call it? A, a false alarm. I don't know if there was a threat and it never came through or what, but, but uh, yeah. So maybe that's affecting it. People are online. I don't know. Well, that was a, that was a weird deal. I went to Starbucks to get coffee and like five police cars just zoomed by me. I was like, whoa, what is going on? And so I get home and uh, an hour later, we, we we find that out. Everything's fine. I mean, it was just, it was a false alarm, but that's, that was a yeah. wild, wild thing. So, yeah. And, you know, we, I know you get off one more thing. People don't realize how many false alarms schools have. Yeah. Yeah. I was involved and we were a very, very small school. I was involved in five or six where we had a code and we locked down. Yeah. And it was just, I'm a, uh, a suspicious person walking down the street. Yep. It's something that in that effect that the police see and immediately call the school. Yep. Yep. And so people Which don't means. understand, you know, how many threats there are. Yeah. And this, this one sounded like it was more <clears throat> than a person walking down the street. So. Yeah. I haven't, haven't gotten, haven't been able to talk to my nephew. He was, he's a freshman. So I'm sure uh, yeah. he'll, he'll, he'll fill me in. He's been filling me in on the school the last few days. So he'll, well, he may not me. know what it was because you're not supposed to tell the kids. He knows everything. <laughs> okay. All right. His mom's a teacher. So we'll know. We'll know. Okay. Yeah, she'll know. <laughs> Maybe I'll report back tomorrow with what. All I'm right. Doing. Looking forward to that. <laughs> Now we can laugh because it nothing. Is Absolutely. All right, guys, we're going to get off here. Uh, be back 29 minutes now. Blinkers off. So make sure to check that out. All right, guys. Good luck. If you're going to Arkansas this weekend, have a good time and uh, good luck with your wagers. And we'll see you next week. Like this is Dude to Bet Sports. Dude to Bet Sports. It's your favorite show. Dude to Bet Sports. Where degenerates go. Dude to Bet Sports. Time to change your approach with Aaron Holderman and his father, the coach. Let's ride. Well, the Associated Press is full of shit.